This is the German gaming news from Munich, Bavaria, because sometimes eating sauerkraut is not enough. Hello my friends, this time I'm going to talk about Germany's most coveted gaming award, the Spiel des Jahres, which means Game of the Year. The Spiel des Jahres was founded in 1979 and quickly became an important factor in German gaming sales. As publishers found out that the Spiel des Jahres logo on a game box would immediately catapult its sales upwards dramatically. This was already the case with the first Spiel des Jahres, Hase und Igel, Herr and Tortoise, which became incredibly successful with its elegant and widely appealing theme and beautiful game art, and immediately cemented the reputation of the award as a credible recommendation for a good game. Interestingly enough, Herr and Tortoise was not created by a German designer, but by David Parlett, an English designer. If you look at the competition of the first Spiel des Jahres Award, we find classics like A Choir by Sid Saxon and Twixt by Alex Randolph and other two foreign game designers who were essential in the later development of the Eurogame phenomenon that began to bloom shyly in these years. In fact, there is not one German game designer on the list, although most of the games were published by German companies originally. If we look just one year later, 1980, we see that the lure of the Spiel des Jahres had already affected the minds of German game designers. Although the winner this year was a relatively conventional but clever game like Rummy Cup, we find two names which became much more important later on, the names of Reinhold Wittig with his wonderful dice game Spiel and the designermeister Wolfgang Kramer with Niki Lauda's Formel One, a game which only hints at the great games that Kramer would design later on. The trend for German game designers continued. In 1981, Sid Saxon won the Spiel des Jahres with Focus, but there are already five names of German game designers in the list. The winner of 1982, Sagerland, was co-designed by Sid Saxon and Michael Machos, a German. Then again, a British designer took the lead in 1983 with Dampfrost by David Watts, which is equivalent to the game Railway Rivals. A weird choice was Sherlock Holmes' Criminal Cabinet, which is in English Sherlock Holmes' Consulting Detective, in 1984. But 1984 was the year of crime party games, and this game is certainly an excellent design that is still considered a classic. Finally, in 1985, the German gaming scene comes to its own with the first win by a German author, who else but Wolfgang Kramer with his game Heimlich und Co. in 1985, which is still considered one of his finest games and is one of the most popular Euro games ever. Apart of an Alex Randolph design, the whole list now consists of German authors, among them Bernd Brunhofer by Hans and Glück, who later designed games like St. Petersburg. Since then, the award mostly went to German authors' designs, but not exclusively. Among the notable exceptions are classics like Liar's Dies by Richard Borg, also called The Better of the Two Game Authors with the initials RB, and Alan Moon with Elfenland. The award can go to any game published in Germany. It doesn't have to be by a German designer. The jury, which consists of influential German game reviewers, is proud that most of the selections from way back are still in print, which is very rare if you look at the fleeting game market where most games have a shelf life of one to two years. The Spiel des Jahres is announced in two steps. First, there is an Auswahlliste, a selection list, which is published way before the winner is announced in a big ceremony. Among German gamers, the Auswahlliste is always an incentive to discuss possible winners. There are even competitions where people try to guess the right result beforehand and can win prizes, something that I've personally never heard of the Origin Awards, for example. In the last years, there has been a definite trend, which has been proven, proven year after year. The Spiel des Jahres usually has to be a family-compatible, not too complicated, but clever and unique game. 
The game that is best but a little more game-orientated, like for example Knizia's Euphrat und Tigris, will never win the Spiel des Jahres, but has good chances to win the Deutsche Spielepreis, which is more of a gamer's award for gamers. The jury itself considers El Grande, the most complicated game that ever won a Spiel des Jahres. It's a Kramer game, of course. This still didn't prevent El Grande from becoming very successful in sales, even in non-gamer circles. I personally consider it one of the best Spiel des Jahres ever. Being mentioned on the Auswahlliste is already a big honor for a game, and most companies will be happy to print already that on the box cover. But why is the award itself so important? The reason is the publicity. The Spiel des Jahres is actually announced in the German press, so normal major newspapers will report about it, something that is probably not imaginable in the US. If a mother goes into the toy store, German toy stores usually have a huge selection of board games, asking about which game to buy for her family's Christmas holiday, for example, the store attendant will invariably recommend the Spiel des Jahres to her. As German mothers go to the toy stores often, and as gaming is a publicly accepted hobby with a good reputation in Germany, you can imagine that this really is a sales argument that has an impact on the actual sales of games here. This has been Morris for the German Gaming News and the Westpark Gamers. Please visit our website at www.westpark.gamers.de. May your beer never be stale and may your knight's armor never rust. Bye.